am I wrong to feel cautiously optimistic? Um, if by optimistic you mean, are we going seventeen and zero in the regular season, and we just added ten All Pro players to the team? Then no, sir, you are not. You are not Hell being cautiously yes. optimistic. You're being realistic. You what, it, was, it, it was touch and go there. It was touch and go on draft night, at least first the first night of the draft. Uh, yeah, I I felt we both felt very meh about the first night. Um, by the way, this is Benjamin Walker, Andy Gatelli. This is boys will be boys. You know what it is. You know the vibes. It is oh. Dallas Cowboys 2021 draft review show. We're going to go through all the various picks, the dynamics of what we are feeling at the moment of these picks. Ben, let's. Uh, I'll, I'll kick it to you first. So, how how were you feeling when you were watching this draft? Like, give me a play by play of like the whole debacle that went down, starting at I guess pick seven is where it really all <laughs> fell apart. Yeah. Well, I was at uh, I was at B Dubs Buffalo Wild Wings taking in uh, a, a couple beverages, some some wonderful wings. Got the atmosphere right, um, and we knew we knew. Everyone was going QB heavy at the beginning. So really, nothing got too exciting until, I guess, what was it? Like pick seven? Was that Detroit? Yeah. Uh, seven was Detroit. And I'll, I'll tell you what, Ben. At seven, when when the Lions were on the clock, I was on cloud nine. I was. We like, both were. I thought there was no way. left. We One got, guys dude, fucking Panay was still on the board, which I thought he mm -hmm. was gone at like five. So I was like, dude, he's still here at seven. Who knows if Detroit needs him? Maybe not. Denver needs a QB. Like Kyle Pitts we, was we gone, really so you didn't up. have to. You didn't have to worry I didn't about. Didn't have to worry about Pitts. End. That's that shit's <laughs> over. And and all the the corners are left. I was like, there's no way between now and ten that everything falls apart. And Lord, don't you know? Right in a row, Panay to Panay to Detroit, which I was like, okay, like that that had to happen. It's okay. We'll uh, and I was yeah, like, I mean, okay. everyone was like, okay. Now it's Sertan Gang. It's just it's Sertan Gang till the till the cows come home. We're good. Or Horn. I was I was happy with either. Well, yeah, either one. And then right after that, Carolina chooses J.C. Horn, and I'm like, what? And, but then I'm like, okay. I heard they were in love with them. Like, yeah, but I was like, it's whatever. Denver, Denver is has two corners already signed, and they need a quarterback more than anything in the world. And Justin Fields is right here, so. Denver would be stupid to take Patrick Sertan. And then they fucking did, dude. Yeah, I can't believe that. Because if you're Detroit, Carolina, or Denver, you really need to be thinking maybe quarterback. And you still had Justin Fields on the board. You still had Mac Jones on the board. And I thought for sure one of the three of them would pull the trigger. Carolina, um, or I, I, I kind of get because they just made. Or the Detroit trade had Arnold, no, so they they figured yeah, like that's dude. their guy. I, I know you're not. Sold on, I'm not sold on the guy either. But like, clearly, I mean, you don't make that trade if you're if you're you're not doing that trade for a backup. So look, and I know I know Detroit has Jared Goff, but man, I, I think all three of those teams had to take a good hard. Denver's look at the one where I was just like, were. that made no sense because it's like not only. Not only do you not have a quarterback, because, like, don't get me wrong. Ask anybody. I was hyping up Drew Locke for years. <laughs> I was a Drew Locke believer. And then when the homie wrapped Soul Survivor on I think it was bench, geeked up. It was he, he was rapping some Jeezy. It was it was a pretty it's definitely Jeezy some Jeezy. Song. It might have been put on. It might, you know, it was one of the bang. It was one of the classic Jeezy tracks. 
I was like, this kid's got a future in the league. He's about to kill it. And then he is a a big time capital B bum. So, and then on top of that, okay, you don't want to take a well. They did also trade for Teddy B. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. like okay, you don't you don't love the quarterbacks that are there. I get it, but like that's not even their biggest position to need outside of quarterback. Like I don't know, man. It just if I was a Denver fan, I would have been pissed. If I was a Denver Denver, fan, I would have been mad pissed. They were. They wanted Fields bad, and they're like at least internet fans that I saw posting, you know, I was a little surprised because Detroit's really probably screwed it up. Panay made a lot of sense, but it was also, the they could have easily got Devonta Smith. Yeah, they have no receivers. Agreed. They have no receivers. Yeah. So that was a little, when they did that, and then I knew when it got to nine that, Denver wasn't taking a receiver because they're it's actually like the one place they're kind of sick at. So yeah, I was like, man, fuck. I don't like looking at the names of the board. I was like, they're going to do it. And they did. They took Patrick Sertan um, instantly, instantly me and you were pissed. I think uh, yeah. I texted fuck, fuck, fuck the rare triple fuck. That's yeah, how. dude. I think I, I think I matched that. At the exact and, same oh, my time. phone's blowing up. Everyone's like, oh, shit. Is that the guy we wanted? I was like, yes, that's the guy we wanted. Or horn. Yeah. So now I'm pissed. Yeah. Now I'm so now we're at ten, and I'll let you know what I was thinking. Um, I have no I, I idea. I was texting you. I was like, trade down, dude. Trade, trade down, down right Meaning now. You, I said Slater or trade down, but I wanted. To tra- and then yeah. I, and then it came back that we traded with Philly, and then everyone's freaking out like, oh, Philly's gonna get Devonta Smith. Why yeah, did Dallas do that? Really, and, I kept getting even today. People were talking to me about the draft, and they were like, dude, like really dumb of them to trade with Philly. And I was like, I guess. I mean, I get it because you you hate it because it's Philly, but like. Philly or either Philly or the Giants right. were going to get Devontae right there. We knew yeah, that. He was going, he was going 11 was going. to New York or 12 to Philly. So right. Philly and so the, jumped the cho- up. And, the, and, we, and we knew we could get Micah. If our next guy was Micah, we could get him at 10 for nothing. Or we could still get him at 12 and pick up a third. Doesn't seem like a bad plan to me. That's, that's, that's smart drafting by the Jones family. Yeah, I, I thought it was great. So we moved down to 12, swapped with Philly, and we picked up an extra third. I was like, great, maybe do that again. Um, the big one that was kind of deflating for me, so Philly text Devonta Smith. Um, a lot of people really love that pick. I think it's a good pick for them, but whatever. Um, 11. Not sold on Hurts, so me. Yeah, yeah. 11 was interesting because that was supposed to be the Giants, and they really wanted Devonta Smith. So the Giants trade down, and they get an extra first for next year from Chicago, and I think a couple other picks. I can't remember all what it was. QB-hungry um, teams are just so desperate, bro. You can ask them for their like firstborn daughter, and they'll so hand my, it over. My first, QB. Exactly. And my first thought was, why did Dallas not do that? The Joneses came out and said that the deal New York got was not close to the deal that Chicago offered Dallas. So I think Chicago kind of panicked and upped the ante to move up to 11 because they really wanted fields. And so, yeah, it is I mean, what it is. New York got a better the deal. Joke is the, the meme has been made, but, like, where does Justin Fields rank today on the all-time Chicago Bears quarterback list? Like, two, three? He's easily top three. It's got to be from, the, the, the one throw from Clemson alone, uh, the yeah. Ohio State-Clemson game, is already the best feat to throw anyone in, in Chicago Bears history has made. It's like Cutler and Dalton and him. Like fighting it out. They have two of the three best quarterbacks I've ever had on the roster right now. Yeah. I mean, 
once those three guys went in a row, Sewell, Horn, Sertan, in some order, those three are your are probably the top three on the board for most Cowboy fans, I think. Um, and and for I was sure. I'll admit I was pretty panicked. Um, I would have I wouldn't have hated Slater there. I think Slater's a really good player, and obviously, I being a big Panay truther, I was on board for the uh, offensive line uh, go time play. Mm-hmm. But once I had the the chance to digest the Parsons pick. And this might just be me, you know, like making peace with myself and justifying it, but it's kind of tight. It's kind of So what tight. did you what do you think we would do at 12? Do you think they they pull it or you think they trade down again? I was I was I really thought they were going Slater. I thought that they I thought they liked I figured Slater was the next guy on their board, but they didn't think he was 10. But at 12 right. they felt okay and they got a third out of it and that was fine. Um Well, the trade down Parsons, was Parsons is a freak. I listened to our last pod. We did mention him at the very end. It was almost like a throwaway line. I just brought him up and said, yeah, he's another linebacker. It sucks that we need another linebacker, but he is an athletic freak. And that's I pretty mean, much I where I stand I might just title this episode, he ran a what? Because that's, <laughs> that's the Micah Parsons story right there, man. The kid I mean, is a 4-3 speed linebacker, which is stupid. I mean, Some people think he is the best defender in the class. And for the record, and I know Cowboys do this, it's very easy to do it after the pick. It always seems to happen. But the Joneses and everyone in there says that they had him as their highest-ranked player on the board, a defensive player on the board. Now, that doesn't mean they were going to take him. Everyone says they are going to take a corner because they needed a corner. But just right. based on tools, they had him as their highest-ranked defensive player. Yeah, I mean, I've I've seen a lot of analysis that says that from a pure skills standpoint, Parsons and Kelvin Joseph, who we took in the second round, are two top 15 players in this draft, just overall, which is cool. That's an awesome – I mean, if that's true. But obviously both come with their own special brand of kind of Cowboys. Right. Yeah. So but- this is kind of what came out afterwards is – People start whispering like immaturity issues and things like that. So the on so the on field stuff goat and and for people listening like he is a really special athletic player. If nothing else, the Dallas got a really good athlete. The only thing I'm a little nervous about is from people much smarter than me that break down film says the fear with him is processing speed as far as misdirections, play actions, and in a world where the NFL's gone very pre snap motion heavy that makes me just a hair concerned but they say well you give them a task that see ball hit ball or blitz through a gap or rush the qb he's a freak he's great the only so. thing i worry about is that that sounds like a more athletic jalen which yeah is isn't bad i mean if jalen had two extra steps he might not look nearly as helpless if he could make up for like that first wrong step he'll make um but obviously yeah like and i think part of the the bitterness with Cowboys fans about this pick is that they have invested such a large God. amount of premium capital into the linebacker position and, and a to position pretty that much arrive here and be like well here we go again like here's in, another first round pick a higher a, first round pick in a position where it it seemingly is becoming more glaring that the NFL is putting less of a premium on it because NFL plays so much nickel now. So you're not playing as yeah. much four, three or three, four. You don't have as many linebackers on the field anymore. Well, and so, you're, and you're, you're seeing so many guys play this hybrid kind of Lobo back, like 
linebacker slash safety where they're either a safety that's down in the box. People think Keanu Neal's going to be linebacker that, that covers right? more. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, Keanu Neal is going to be, they said the other day, like Quinn highlighted, he's going to be on the roster as a linebacker. But like, obviously with his skill set, you know, they're not putting him out there to like stuff the run. Like that's not what he's there to do. Um, but as someone, uh, Parsons is as- a beast. I was just going to say, someone said that what, what a team says in April, what a team does in August are not not always uh, very accurate. Very accurate. So we'll see with, with Neil. I, I'm still skeptical. And, and I guess the other thing but. is you just got to hope that um, with several players, and this is always how it is. I mean, Lord knows that I am in no position to sit here and be like, this 19-year-old was acting like a shithead because – yeah, I treaded in those waters myself, but like <laughs> Micah Parsons and Kelvin Joseph both have significant questions. <laughs> like Micah Parsons so wanna... was named in a pretty terrible lawsuit around hazing that was sexual in nature. And yeah, I, I don't even know if I want to go into the full details of that because it's pretty fucking rough, to be honest. Yeah, it's definitely... Uh... Yeah, I don't. I don't even know the word. It's definitely like by all accounts, I can see like it's it's sexual assault, basically. It absolutely it's is. Kind of dressed up as like messing around with the younger guys. Well, and when, I, I think I said this to you in the text when you showed me like the screenshot of the thing. <laughs> I was like, "This is what everyone keeps saying about locker room talk." Like I've always thought that's a ridiculous statement because I'm like, I've been in locker rooms like we weren't doing that shit, but clearly. Some people were. Some dudes are doing wild shit in locker rooms and other places that I've never been in. And so, like, yeah, maybe maybe that is hella normal so, to some people. But apparently, he was one of the ringleaders, and that one of the things they yelled was like, "This is prison, and you're our bitch." And one of them yelled, "We're gonna ski you." You which, now, Parsons. Bro, to be at fair, Penn State, dude. At Penn State, you're yelling, "We're gonna Sandusky you, bro." Like that's yeah. that's real far, my guy. That that's a meme in your locker room. Like yeah, ugh. Penn State. Uh, it's just not very good for a guy who one Which of the let's leaders. Be, let's be very clear. In probably the same locker room facilities where people did get quote unquote Sandusky, a skied. Okay, by Sandusky. Yeah. So like not tight at all. Like, I can not, see a nineteen twenty cool. year old thinking it's really of funny, course. but. God, that's so bad. And he also and would like hope that in a couple the other years, part, Andy. He, I'm not going into all that, detail, but, but like mimics basically jerking off in teammates' faces all the time. Which yeah, I don't know maturity yeah. stuff. And then once in high school, once again, I hate to keep picking, but you're a multimillionaire now. You're you're supposed to be kind of a face of the franchise. In high school, he got kicked out or transferred after he got charged with inducing a riot apparently yelling gun 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 during a fight yeah yeah which like as a that, prank that's i a, guess that's along that's along the same lines as like the the Jameis winston behavior we saw you know like jumping up on a table and yelling oh, yeah. just like horrendous <laughs> shit because you get attention for it and like on one hand it's like i get it we've all been like 16 year old kids and you do and i i was talking to somebody the other day that like Kids, while while we spend a lot of time in society being like, oh, kids are so innocent. Like, I wish we were all like children. Children don't see race. Children are blah, blah, blah. The truth is like teenagers particularly are like super insecure and fucking mean. And they don't have enough life experience or enough like empathy for pain yet. 
so they're kind of all like sociopath. Like you're a little bit sociopathic when you're 16. It just like kind of is the nature of being that age. Cause you're just like terrified that people are going to find out about your, your shit. So you just like, you're like in a pack just being like, this one's weak. Get him. Oh, yeah. So you're just doing like wild ass shit. And so I'm, I'm sure, like, especially if you're like the star athlete. Now. Oh, yeah. of course. I mean, our buddy Kevin, uh, is, you know, uh, a, a big to-do guy at the country club where a lot of the Dallas Cowboys play. And he called me the other day and said that out by bag drop, Zeke Elliott was just in compression shorts changing clothes. Like it was no big deal. And I was telling Kevin, I was like, that is a product of just never being told no in your life about anything. Like anyone else, like us, would be so embarrassed to do that. But Zeke yeah. is just like, 100% comfortable doing whatever he wants anywhere because it's always okay. Like even in this situation, he's like half naked at the bag drop and Kevin's like, Hey Zeke, what's up dude? Oh uh, yeah, man, go Cowboys. You know, like no one is mentioning that to him. So I'm sure it's very similar with the uh, tiny with side note on that. I, I did get just literally texted by one of our buddies, Matt Hawkins, who was out that golf course and apparently just ran into, he said a quote drunk and happy Zeke. I was starstruck. So. Hell Yeah. Hell so yeah. friends of the pod meeting Zeke, you know, it's what can just, I say? We rub elbows with stars out here. That's just what, just, that's just what friends of the pod do. We're just big ballers all over the state. So, but yeah. yeah uh, and then, so that's so Parsons, obviously a sure. couple question marks, but just ridiculous upside. I mean, if the kid can figure out how to channel his truly like special athletic gifts, I mean, he could fix a problem that is very glaring on this team. And that's that we got run all over for the last several seasons in a row. So, I hope you can do it. Um, so that kind of the first round, there's no more real action. We didn't trade back up. So that ended night one. We were feeling a little weary, but at least we picked up an extra day two. So day two begins and me and you, Andy, we're thinking safety. Want yeah. Safety. I, and, and, and you know, what's weird. I went back and listened to the, the actual Cowboys media teams podcast. So shout out Hellman, shout out Broadus, all these guys love them to death the OGs and they were like from the jump, they were like, they love safety. They want a safety. Trevon Morig, like, uh, it's Trevon Morig, Richie USF. Grant were the two big ones. And then they were like, these, the, they love, the Cowboys love these guys. I wouldn't, I'd be shocked if they, I wouldn't be shocked if they traded up for, um, blah, blah, blah. And so I was like, okay, does everyone has the same mindset as I do? And then Javon and dude, Holland trades. Yeah. It's fun. Dude. So the trades, in the second round happened fast. Like I think yeah. of the teams picking in front of Dallas, nine teams traded in front of Dallas. Like people went out to get their guy. New England trade up for Christian Barrymore, a guy I really wanted. D tackle from Bama. He was off the board. He was an there option. Were 14 there. trades in the second round. That's like, yeah. you know, close to half the picks were exchanged. And look, it wasn't like you had to give up a lot. You just picked up an extra day two pick, like trade one of those thirds, trade a fourth, trade a fifth, whatever it takes if that was your guy. And I think that, that was some guy. of the disappointment. And Especially of course, me and Andy. A guy that a lot of us thought was the guy that we we had a good shot at, which was Trevon Morig from TCU. He That's who I wanted. We wanted the safety. In front of you. He goes one pick again. This is like the Derwin James situation all over again. Ugh. Right. Might be the best Which, safety okay. in the draft. As a note on that, at the time, everyone was like, oh, Andy and Ben, you're so dumb. LVE is so great. How could you want this safety? Well, now that everyone's degenerative spine conditions have come out and we know who has a neck bone that looks like a number two pencil, who looks dumb now, fans and haters alike. 
That's right. We we knew it. We knew we knew <sighs> Derwin was dude. the guy. And by I'm the way, sure LVE's fifth year board. option did not get picked up. So. I mean, they can't. The the doctor told him, and this is James Andrews, who is like, you know, the goat doctor. The only doctor you know that has like $150 million was like, you are one hit away from never playing again. So LVE can play, and then if he takes the wrong hit, it's a wrap for old Leighton. So that's not tight. Meanwhile, I'll never forget reading – I was looking up the top safeties in that draft and I remember pulling up the Derwin James scouting report. And I remember looking at the pros and I texted you this. I was like from Derwin James scouting report. They were like, he is the alpha, the apex predator in every locker room he steps into. And I was like, why are we not drafting this guy? This is tight. I know, but to digress, we wanted Trayvon Morig and apparently uh, they also we were also eyeing uh, who was there's another Grant corner UCF and there's another corner who went high. I forget that somebody traded up for it. Um, Tyson you, Campbell you have, from Georgia yeah. went first pick of the of the right. Apparently they really like Tyson Campbell too. From at this point, they put we don't make any trades, and I really have no idea who we're going to take at this point because the guys we wanted were off the board. And it gets read. Asante Samuel Jr. was still there. But... Yes, that's true. We did want him, but I had read Dan Quinn is really big on having long, lanky corners. It's, it's tough to play small corner these days. Like most of the the new model for corner is now the Richard Sherman, like long, which is kind of lean. funny because now receivers getting like smaller, smaller, and, yeah. And corners are getting bigger, which is a weird trend. We'll see how that, that goes. A very interesting development. So. For sure. Anyway, the Cowboys take one Kelvin Joseph out of Kentucky with the 44th pick of the draft. Ken- and Kentucky by way of LSU. <laughs> and why did he leave LSU? As I was listening to the ticket, uh, Bob Sturm said, he goes, in a quote from a scout, he goes, basically left for smoking weed, allegedly. Got in trouble for smoking weed, was suspended there. And he goes, you know how hard, how much weed yeah. you have to smoke to get kicked LSU? Well, and, and right. I heard uh, I heard that it was the weed and that he effectively sat down with the coaches and the coaches were like, it'd be better if you left. Yeah. Which, that's just crazy. Like, so he entered the portal. He did not get kicked off the team. He essentially put himself in the transfer portal, went to Kentucky, and, uh, yeah, played one year at Kentucky, balled out. He did ball. And, anyway, he's a... Uh, Apparently, everyone said they love his his measurables, the way he grades. Um, raw in some areas, but once again, an elite athleticism and length at the position. And I think that's kind of the theme for this entire draft as we go through, is that the Cowboys looked at how historically bad our defense was last year and said, if nothing else, we're going to add athletes. And so another yeah, guy and- with, with questionable off-the-field stuff, Andy, but an incredible athlete. Yeah, and and Kelvin Joseph is a guy that he does bring something to the table that I have, and I know you have also wanted on the Cowboys for a long time, which is Kelvin Joseph is is has some dog in him. He will travel. He will. He wants to cover the best guy on the other team, and he wants to talk a little shit while he does it. And all of those things are great for me. Um, mm-hmm. I think the knock, not the knock, but just like the comment I've heard, because here's the thing, everyone I've listened to about this kid, like LSU, Kentucky, everywhere. He's got game. Everyone seems to really like the kid. Like they think he's a good kid, 
You know what I mean? Like there's no one that's like, this is a bad apple, blah, blah, blah. Like everyone loves this kid. I think what they're sad about is they don't think that he is taking his talent where it could go because he's a little bit distracted by other stuff. Um, he has five career interceptions. He's released six rap albums, that kind of thing. Dude, I was um, going to say, he is a, uh, he's a rapper. Not the first cowboy rapper. who's rapped, but he does. Um, he goes by YKDV Bossman Fat. And YKDV is his click name, Andy, which means you know divides. Uh, clearly, from the he is from Baton Rouge. Uh, and the the rise and prominence of one NBA young boy has certainly created the the click name moniker that has become very big. And I'll tell you what, I listened to a lot of this guy's music over the last oh, week. God, yes. Um, it is very Baton Rouge. It is like very much in the same vein as NBA Young Boy. Like it's, I could definitely tell he really likes NBA Young Boy. Um, it sounds a little bit like a Kmart NBA Young Boy. Um, but I mean, it's it's totally cool to have other passions than football. I just hope that he takes football seriously enough to to bring out what I think he's capable of. Cause when you watch the tape, you do see these flashes of like, Holy shit, dude, like this guy's could be really, really good. Did he go up in your draft board when you found out he was a rapper named boss man fat? Cause it's certainly elevated. The that's swag that's certainly way cooler than not being that. I mean, if he was just some dude named Kelvin who didn't do that, he <laughs> a little farther down my big board. that's for sure. Right. So, I think if anything means he's got some swag. Um, you know, I would say "Grind Don't Stop" is a uh, pretty fire track. That That's a banger. That's a banger. And I would say that was one of the better picks of the second round. The only other pick I really like. Yep. Uh, the the Cleveland Browns were able to get JOK, that linebacker out of Notre Dame who had the injury mm -hmm. issue, but he won Medical the last year. Yeah, he he got they got him at fifty two. That's like their Jalen Smith. Notre Dame linebacker with an injury, but otherwise first round talent. That's that's this version of that. Um, but Kelvin, he could legitimately be a tremendously good player. He's a first round talent. He just he's on this journey, and it's tough to like do the whole transfer and like you leave the team under the wrong conditions and etc. Um, but I, I mean, I hope. I kind of hope they put him on a little bit of like not des rules, not full des rules, but like maybe a little bit of structure would be great for this guy. Yeah, it'll be interesting. You know, they've Jason. We always talked about this had a, had a type, you know, right kind of guy, the RKG, and is very much like who's the team captain, who's the guy you would want to ask your sister, you know, prom or dinner. Yeah. Like he's yeah. very much like. The Sean Lees, you know, of the world, you know, and I'll just say the Cowboys seem to have thrown that out the door a little bit with just they, they're willing to take risk on guys that had some off the field issues. I know everyone makes a bunch of jokes that that's a really big thing. The Cowboys do last chance Cowboys and all this, which there's a little bit of truth to it with Autumn Smith. But really, in the last seven, eight years, that has not been their M.O. as much as, as it used to be. No, and, and frankly, like most of the time, the Cowboys do a pretty decent job with that i mean alden smith was pretty quiet and unassuming while here and then the second he left he beat up a guy in a cafe sure. in new orleans but hey while hey, a cowboy and even hey and greg hardy i know got angry on the sidelines once but outside of that i mean he 
he was a shithead off the field when you gotta, he left. You got to compare not. him to what he was doing before he was a cowboy. He never threw a woman onto a pile of assault rifles while he was wearing the star. And I think that's a victory for the Dallas hey, Cowboys. Agreed. And do people think that we just kissed the Cowboys' ass for doing this? I'll just say the Chiefs, who I also love, absolutely have taken a bunch of bad eggs so dude the truth uh, is every single team does this you just don't hear about it because no one cares what what te- what what like guy the you know cardinals give some last chance to that's just not no one really pays attention to that true and and it's just jerry has the reputation so now anything that, that feeds into it well and the cowboys sell papers hey so that they do that they do so that was uh the second round was uh you know we go once we were through the second round we saw the cowboys go linebacker corner um you know in a vacuum that is a tremendously good haul for us we those are both incredible positions of need um Mm -hmm. and i can't i couldn't complain um i was really happy to see how focused on defense they were in this draft i was with all the smoke about kyle pitts I was really worried we were going to see some attempt to add a 19th weapon. And instead, they really buckled down and found some, some they, players for the defense. They did make draft history, and they're the first team to ever use their first six picks of a draft on all defense. So there you that's, go. That's fine by me, dude. I think that the offense we have in place is tremendous. It is it is truly an issue of defense. Um, and that trend continued to the, the third round. Yep. Um, we're at 75. The Cowboys selected uh, Osa Ogadazua. Oh, I'm so bad at this. Osa <laughs> Odigazua? Zua? Yeah. I, I don't have a, a better pronunciation, whether that's right or not. I could not he, tell he you. Is a, he's a, yeah, he's a first-team all-pack 12 defensive tackle from UCLA. Um, and this was a kid – this is another per, This is another kid where it's like – he does he does the things that you you like to see on the field. He's just not the prototypical athlete for this position, um, which I kind of liked because one of the things that I have long disliked about the Cowboys' uh, draft approach sometimes is like particularly when it comes to getting sacks. Okay, it is an old scouts like wisdom that like people that get sacks in college get sacks in the pros and people that don't get sacks in college, it's it's unlikely that they're going to arrive into the NFL and right. suddenly start getting sacks. Um, and so I've seen us do this a lot, like like Charles Tapper or just like Taco these players. Charlton. Yeah, where you're just like, oh, like, but they've got all these tools, like we'll coach them up. And I'm like, ah. Um, with Osa, uh, with, uh, Osa, this is a guy that in his time at UCLA, he was really disruptive. I mean, he had 10 tackles for loss and three and a half sacks from the DT spot in 2019 and six and four as a senior when he made the all, all Pac-12 team. Um, and with a defensive line as terrible as ours and losing a couple more guys in this offseason on it, I mean, he's going to have a, a chance to start probably right away. It'll be interesting. The Cowboys have a long list of undersized three techniques. I mean, now it's going to be basically him, Nelson Galvamore and Tristan Hill, I'm guessing, all competing for similar snaps. Um, yeah. We'll see. I mean, I, I think he'll be part of the rotation. A lot of people, and this is where it all gets, if people think you have a good draft or bad draft, right, is where you people think certain people are going to go, and none of that really yeah. matters after a draft. But 
He was a guy a lot of people saw going in the fourth round. So some people thought taking a third was a bit of a reach, but hey, Cowboys need to de-tackle. Um, I'm fine with the position. We'll see what happens with the player. Yeah. Agreed. And that's and that's kind of the uh that's kind of the story with the the next guy off the list, which is Chauncey Goldston. Um once you get into these later rounds, these are all kind of throwing darts at a board. Um, as much as the NFL will try to convince you they have some sweet science for it. It, it someone said humans are pretty bad at judging other judging talent, judging other human talent. And the NFL draft is a perfect place for that. I mean, these people, these are franchises that spend millions, whether it's NFL, NBA, baseball, and how little they get right every year just shows how much of a crapshoot it is. You can have all the resources oh, I, in the world, 10 scouts looking at the same kid, looking at his background, looking at his film. And at the end of the day, you don't know. You really don't know. You make you know, the best guess. I you watched can. a video the other day on uh, Mel Kuyper, who is, you mm-hmm. know, his whole life is the draft. That is his only role in the universe. And he's been doing that for like 30 years. I mean, he started in the late 80s. He is so bad at projecting player at the next level. This guy went on national television and said, if Jimmy Clausen isn't an all-pro in two years, I'll retire. I remember that. I'm not sure Jimmy Clausen ever started a game. Like He did, but he was a bum. He was a I bum. will say this. He's, usually, he's very bad, and I always get on to him, but one that he kept banging the drum for that I thought was a Nick Jimmy Clausen was Josh Allen. He was the biggest Josh Allen fanboy. Thought he should go one overall. And I will say Josh Allen, pretty damn good as of right Josh now. Allen, Josh Allen is the ultimate make me eat my words. Also, uh, Justin, Justin Herbert, Herbert. Both yeah. those guys definitely made me eat my words. Because I'm, I'm not going to lie. I saw Justin Herbert as like Jake Locker 2.0, just like, you need a quarterback to be rated really high. And so you've chosen this man from the PAC 12 that no one watched because <laughs> he plays at 11 PM at night on Sunday on Saturday. Um, and he's, he's amazing. Herbert's super fucking good. So, and they got um, their boy Slater. So. That was, that turned out to be like the coup of the first round, in my opinion, for them. Um, mm-hmm. They, they got super fortunate that occurred. Um, and that, that works out great. Uh, Herbert's probably stoked. Um, oh, yeah. Some really, I mean, I know we already went through the first round, but looking back at it, man, there's some such strange selections. I mean, first of all, Atlanta taking Kyle Pitts. That's super dumb. I still can't. I know everyone's in love that's with this kid dumb. outside of me and Andy, but you cannot convince me that a, a tight end is going to turn Atlanta around. How many times has Atlanta rolled the, the exact same group? And this year it's going to work. Like every year I look at Atlanta and I think they're going to be better. Every year I talk myself into, I look at Matt Ryan, good quarterback. Oh man, they got a bunch of weapons. It definitely is a more offensive league than it ever has been. But there's like a minimum viable defense you have to have. Because when you put yourself in a situation like Atlanta has, that offense has to score 40 every game or they will lose. Like they're so bad on the other side of the ball. Um same with, I mean, Cincinnati. Like, you just watched Joe Burrow's leg explode. And, and you go get you a receiver. Sewell sitting there, dude. Dude, and, and the receivers aren't Chase. bad. Like, Tyler Boyd and T. Higgins are decent. And, and don't get me wrong. I think Jamar Chase good. is a fucking monster, dude. Like, oh, I think God, he's going to be so sick. Someone um, asked me what but, I would rather, if, if him and CD came out in the same draft, who would go? I was like, oh, dude, oh, I love CD Lamb. But legit I, tough, dude. 
they're no, different I, players. I, yeah. They're very different players, but I might lean on on Chase. I mean, yeah. he's Jamar Chase has that game breaker. Like he's a he's a one man offense. CD like can play like a really. We really like, wanted. I, I, we really wanted Diggs and Sertan got put in a blender by, by that kid. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, dude, Jamar. When people forget because Jamar took the year off, dude. Jamar was like, he was shitting on people for the entire yeah. season. He had like a very Devonte esque campaign. Someone posted so, that in the past two years in college football, he has still has the most thirty yard catches in the past seasons, and he didn't play one season. So something ridiculous like that. So, anywho, um, okay, we'll another, player, to- another player. Another yeah, player I wanted so. the Cowboys to get in the third round. Uh, Safety from Virginia Tech, Divine Diablo. Sick tight name. name. Amazing. Dude, very tight. You name. know that kid's going to ball. Just ball. Dude, I'll take anyone uh, from so Tech, man. Yeah, we got Goldston at that at that spot. Um, uh, a lot of people did not like did that pick. A- I will say, Andy, that um, for all the questionable characters we have, this is supposed to be like the exceptional locker room leader, heart of Iowa, yeah, good kid, right kind <laughs> I, of guy. Iowa only guaranteed. turns out kids like that, though. Like that's just like their thing. <laughs> just corn fed, <laughs> like just upstanding all Americans. Um, and then we did have a compensatory pick in that round as well, and we got Nashawn Wright, who's a corner Which out of Oregon. Everyone State. hated because apparently he was supposed to go away later, and all that we know is he's got. Really good measurables, really long and lanky, and that's about all I can give you is that he has great size, great length, and let's hope he's good. <laughs> yeah, he was a junior college kid. He like came up through the ranks there and ended up at Oregon State, and uh, he, he did lead the team in interceptions. Like He was really good, but people just don't have that much film on him, and he is really raw, so they're just hoping that he can fill into that body. Um, but once again, we're talking dark throws, right? Like they, they doubled up on him and I know where you're going with the next pick. Um, in the fourth round, I do really like this pick. Jabril Mm -hmm. Cox is a good player. That's a good, probably the best value for sure. You know, I've been, I've been looking at blogging the boys, you know, and, and just for instance, they gave our first round pick a B second round B minus third, that the UCLA kid a B, the Iowa kid a D plus, the Oregon State corner an F, and then they gave this an A plus. And I've seen that a lot of people had this kid rated much higher. Um, and yeah, Jabril Cox from LSU. Um, once again, a, another, yeah, I mean, LSU kid, right? I mean, great linebacker. Yeah, and well, tackle. he spent three years at North Dakota State before LSU. Yes, um, he did. And which is and and a lot of people like you hear North Dakota State, you're like, okay, you probably heard of some players that have, are from there. Carson Wentz played there. Trey Lance, obviously, who may have won the draft um, by falling into the San Francisco spot. That's a sweet gig for that kid. I, that's oh, awesome. Yeah. Um, but North Dakota State is a fucking powerhouse at the FCS level. They are in the national championship mm-hmm. every year. So Jabril Cox, for instance, was a two-time FCS All-American, a three-time FCS National Champion, the, uh, I don't know what MVFC is, I think it's like Mountain Valley Football Conference or something. Yeah. Um, he was their Defensive Player of the Year. He was their Freshman of the Year. He was two-time first team, all first team, and a second team guy. So, like, this dude wrecked it at the FCS level and then came to to uh, 
LSU and did not seem to lose a step. He was like a very well thought of player at LSU. People like that kid. Yeah, the 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 big thing for him is you know something they talk about like Parsons and even LVE and and God, especially Jalen struggling coverage at times, or it's not natural yeah. at least for them. What they say about Jabril Cox is he could maybe play like a nickel corner. Like it's what coaches say. He yeah. is, if anything, he struggles as like a run tackle kind of defender. He is a exceptional coverage guy. So yeah, that, so that he, gives he, me a he lot He was the pump. third leading tackler on LSU's team. Um, and he had six and a half tackles for loss and one sack, but he, he had uh, nine passes defended and a picked from the li- inside linebackers. I saw a couple so, reps of him guarding like running backs out of the backfield, and he is fast, man. Like he just which we could definitely change. use. I mean, how many times uh, have we seen what's a, like what's, a, what's, what's those, one of those, those buzzwords that just wreck us? Right, those buzzwords coaches love to use. He's twitchy. He's very twitchy. He yeah, can, as he far is, as that is ex- he can, he exceptional can, use of that. Turn, turn very quickly. So now I want anyway, to highlight that also the in the fourth round, the Philadelphia Eagles selected a cornerback from Texas Tech. I don't know much about this kid because Texas <laughs> Tech team is garbage, but I can go ahead and assure you that no one from the Texas Tech secondary in the last decade belongs in the NFL. So great job, Philly. Top shelf shit, baby. Oh God, man. Yeah, that's I I don't need to know anything else about their draft. To otherwise say that was a bad pick. Whatever their the needs were, that a, kid is not going to fill them. We did get an undrafted free agent from Tech. We got uh, TJ Vasher, who... The seven-time senior. Mean, in the moments where he had good quarterback play, he was pretty damn good, and he's huge. He's like he's six, six, six eight. So, like... Yeah. He's, yeah. So, if yeah, he, like, massive. put on a little muscle, he might be able to play a little light end, you know? A little Noah Brown. Ugh. Watch out, Noah Brown. Watch out, Noah Brown. You might lose those eight snaps a game. So <laughs> those nineteen targets you get for three catches, um, and then in the compensatory picks of that round in the fourth, we got Josh Ball, uh, offensive tackle out of Marshall. Um, obviously, like dude, Marshall is dude, not top tier competition, but I do enjoy getting a, a little bit of a, you know offensive line help. Um. The talent's there. This is another off-the-field issue guy, Go. I don't know if he actually read oh, into it. I'm now him. reading this. Uh, collegiate career at Florida State. He was suspended yes. following his redshirt freshman season after being found responsible for dating violence. Oh, are we calling it dating violence now? So Does that sound story... better than being a piece of shit and being a domestic abuser? That's cool. Multiple domestic violation allegations. The two that I heard were he slapped his girlfriend while she was on the phone. And then once oh, locked her in a closet dude. for not texting back quick enough. So dude, cut this guy. Oh, yeah. that makes me sick. And dude. and he what was interviewed. The shit. fan interviewed him and brought it up, and he was just not the type of answer you would want. Not no contri- It was just a uh, man that happened when I was younger, and you know, it's just uh, oh. I've learned. You know. All right, I'm going on record right now. I don't know how Ben feels about this, but. Goats official boys will be boys opinion. I hope this guy gets fucking run out the fucking camp, dude. I hope mm. I hope uh Tank just abuses this guy. And I hope Jason Witten comes from out of retirement to beat his ass cuz you know that Jason Witten takes domestic violence very seriously. Yeah. Yeah, it's bad. So, um uh, this one, that you know, the other sick, two, man. I hate that. The other two I, I can that. kind of like get over, especially Kelvin's cuz Kelvin's just smoking weed, weed and rapping. Eagles, I don't give a shit about that. Like, 
Yeah. And, and he's just like, like the classic coach. Yeah. Oh, you have other interests outside of football. We got to talk. Yeah. We gotta all that. Great. I'm like, dude, that doesn't bother me at all. But yeah. Ugh. This shit. Yeah. That so anyway, makes, that um, almost makes that. Almost, he, I mean, I wonder what answer he gave to the Cowboys in camp that made that or in, in the interviews that made them. I mean, that makes us look like the Cowboys that other teams make fun of us for being. Which that sucks. And look, we're not the only one that's ever taken Ugh. someone with domestic violence, but yeah, it's bad. Like this guy's a piece of shit. So anyway. Yeah. Oh, go away, dude. Um, for sure. And then it, it, we didn't have another pick until the fifth when we picked up this kid from Stanford, uh, Simi Fahoko. He's a wide receiver, big kid, six, four, um, four speed. Yeah. I mean, this is your class. I mean, okay. I hate to like, Project he's gonna be the camp kid onto someone, he? but one this is this is a this is a Mormon kid who spent two years doing a mission in South Korea. This kid's a fucking grinder. You just know this kid is just like brings super his high pail to work, brings his lunch, yeah, all that shit, dude. That's this kid, and you know how Cowboys Nation is gonna fall in love with this kid. They're gonna see dude, some high talking motor? about like, just, just always does motor, the right high thing. character. He's going to give some like interview where he talks about how what an honor it is to play for this team and how like the only thing he loves more than wearing the star is kneeling before the cross or something. And man, Cowboys old Boomer fans are just going to be like, oh, this Fahoko kid's got a good head on his shoulders, you know? Not like these Gen Z pieces of shit. This kid's amazing. <laughs> and yeah, in reality, he's probably looking to take Cedric Wilson's gig when Cedric Wilson doesn't get re-signed, but we'll see. Yeah. Um I mean, it he's 6'4", 227. He is, he's got yeah. the size. I don't know about his speed. Um, he played in a real conference. He had 37 catches for 574 and three touchdowns and was on – he was 2020 All-Pac-12 first team. Dude, you mm -hmm. get All-Conference first team for 574 yards and three touchdowns? I Did they play like a short-ass season? Because they're yeah. like in California. 12, yeah. Okay. I think so. Okay. Yeah. I was going to be like, man <laughs> – like they did not have any receivers out there this year, um, but no, I mean you know I always we, everyone loves a good camp wide receiver. They always they all one of them inevitably has a great preseason game and they become like a beloved like pet cat of the entire fan base. Um, oh, yeah. and then I guess next up is uh, Israel uh, Mukuamu from South Carolina. Uh, this kid's another corner. Uh, oh, no, you again, missed, good uh, size. You missed the big boy. Oh, did I miss one? Who did I miss? Um, the big guy from Kentucky, uh, Quentin. Oh, Quentin Bo Bohana. Bohana, a fat guy, yeah. a big guy. This guy. The Cowboys huge. have taken a lot of like lean D linemen in the day. Like even even our D tackles have been kind of thin. No, this is an old school big. Fat Six dude. four three fifty seven. <laughs> yeah. They said when he got, to, I I heard about this kid on on another podcast. He uh he got to Kentucky and he was like two forty, and he packed on like hundred and twenty pounds to be like the baller D lineman. I was like, damn. But three fifty seven, dude. He's gonna live to be like what forty eight. <laughs> this the thing says like, he offers little to nothing as a pass rusher, but that's not his style <laughs> of play. <laughs> he is an absolute he, he is an absolute load and plays with good anchor against the run, impressive <laughs> wingspan, and covers the gap. Dude. Dude. 
I'm going to tell my wife that she's an absolute load and see if I'm still married. <laughs> and I'm unit out there. <laughs> They've literally just called this kid like Big Chungus. Like, <laughs> I, <laughs> that's so great. That's so great. Oh, man. That's amazing. Okay. So, yeah. I mean, and I saw Kelvin. I saw Boss Man Fat did so tweet trash. at him. Yeah. I saw Boss Man Fat did. Did tweet at him uh, some love. So two Kentucky boys on hey, the team. And for the record, that is uh, if you want to follow all the adventures of Kelvin Joseph, his his Twitter name and all other handles are at BossmanFat. So oh, yeah. give him a follow. Um, and then yes, we did so, get the corner you're talking about uh, next. Who I'm so happy once again. Uh, dart throws, man. Keep taking long, lanky corners, right? Isn't that what we just yeah, talked about this, all draft review? That's what they did again here. And and I'll say this because the other guy on this team was J.C. Horn. This dude saw a lot of action. Like they threw at uh, Israel a lot, and he held up pretty well. I mean especially his junior year in 2019, he had nine passes defended. He had four picks and a pick six. That's pretty damn good. So he played um, both corner and safety at times for South Carolina. So there's a lot of talk. Like that. He's, a, he's a tweener. People don't – one of the reasons people think he fell this far is they don't know if he's going to be a corner at the next level, safety at the next level. So we'll see what Dan Quinn does. But uh, I personally like the versatility myself. So – yeah, definitely. I just I hope they figure out the right position early. I think one of the things that sucked about Byron Jones for us was that we put him in the wrong spot. Like very clearly he was a much better corner than yep. he was a safety. And we had him play safety for like ninety percent of his years? time in three Dallas. Years? Three years. Five three, years? No. I think I think three of his five three years. Of his fi- three of his five years. Yeah. Three of his five years. And like and then he he had his one really baller year where new system came in. He moves over to corner. He kills it. And then another good enough year. And then it was just like time to get paid. And if we had had like four years of that, oh, that would have been great. Yeah, absolutely. And look, I don't know if any of these kids are, but he took three corners with good speed, good good height, um, good frame. You know, I mean, that's that's hopefully that's what they needed, right? I mean, we're the cupboard's bare. So it's going to be a lot of competition. I love Diggs, um, but with Cheeto gone, Byron gone, and whatever you thought of Cheeto, he was probably the best corner on this team last year. Um, yeah, you and I mean, we, we just had so many positions where we just did not have bodies to even attempt different combinations or approaches. I mean, dude, the guys we, we had saw Daryl Worley out there, team, man. Yeah, I was going to say the guys we saw play corner for this team last year, like Daryl Worley, dude, was so bad. Dude, how bad did he get beat? Dude, he used to joke Worley. Worley got beat so bad that he was only he was trailing the play so much he wasn't in he wasn't in camera frame, so he had to dude, there really rewind was to several see who plays got beat. You'd just be like, <laughs> you would text me like, who was covering that guy? And then it would like <laughs> zoom out a little bit and be like, oh yeah, fucking Worley, of course, like. <laughs> So, I mean, somewhere yeah. with his and, hands and, up just really confused about what what same, happened same issue with with uh offensive line last year like we just got down to the point where it was just like we're pulling in tight Ugh. ends to play i mean the fact that we had uh terrence Steele and that other kid who's the other kid they got a bunch of starts brandon knight brandon knight oh yeah and sometimes both at the same time well, technically, think about they were, your, they were your fourth and fifth 
Oh, tackles. Because Tyron got hurt, Lael got hurt, and Cam Flemings, your swing tackle, got hurt. So you're literally playing Brandon Knight and Stan Steele. He's got to still be on the team. So I don't. I don't know if he is, but I would. I would think so. Anyway, the the final pick, Andy, for the Cowboys was a, a big boy from Nebraska, interior offensive lineman um, named Matt uh, Farinock. 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 Yeah, one of those. Uh, Something Nebraska like that. Kid, six six, three thirty five. Um, big ass kid. Um, again, like the days of just like having unlimited elite linemen on this team are, are gone. I mean, Tyron is a day to day decision. Travis Frederick is gone. Yeah, I think Lael, I really think me and you Lael are the Lael most plays. realistic about Tyron. There's so many people who are like, Oh, Tyron's back next year. And I'm like, for now. Yeah. I mean, that's why I was so heavy on the Sewell train. Cause I was just yeah. like, how nice would it be to know that? Like, we don't need to just like pray Tyron's, fucking android back stays together for eight games this year like yeah i mean i was i'm actually i'm gonna look this up i don't even know when the last time tyron played a full season was it had to have been back when romo was qb man it was 2015 yeah he played 13 games in 2016 13 and 17 13 and 18, 13 and 19, and two last year. I'll well, give him credit. 13 games a year is pretty good. <laughs> like, pretty for, good. for it seems but like he's gone way more than that. The, the thing is about that, too, though, it's you're not getting 13 healthy games from him. You're getting like five healthy games and then eight games where they're like, hey, they don't know if Tyron's a go this week. He hasn't practiced yeah. at all, but he's, oh, he's going to give it a try. And you're like, oh, God. Tyron's just he, like, he's a tough to bastard, gills. man. I mean, he's, oh, yeah. He's, Walking, if he's not a Hall of Famer, which I think he is, he's definitely Ring of Honor. He's a fucking stud. I'm not trying to disparage Tyron Smith. I'm just saying we have to be realistic about what 30 year old injury plague Tyron Smith is. He's a first. He's a seven time Pro Bowler, two time mm -hmm. first team All Pro. I feel like he's on. I think he's on the All Decade team too. He is on the All Decade team. He is. So on the team. yeah, it'd be tough to make the All Decade team and not make the Hall. That'd be yeah crazy. I know. So. Who I just I love him. I hope he's healthy. But yeah, we did we did need to take O line. I don't know if the seventh round kid's gonna be that or the piece of shit from Florida State Marshall, but they definitely needed um some O line help. So man. Yeah, I mean we needed the bodies in the worst way possible. I'm glad they loaded up. So all in all, um, you know, a defense. Yeah, what would your grade be or your feel be for this draft, Andy? At the end of at the end of it all. I'm going to give it a B minus. Um, it's top heavy um, as, as the draft is normally, but I, I think, and I can't tell right now at least what percentage of that or like degree of that is because I felt so conf so badly that they needed to address the corner position with a premium pick. Mm -hmm. at all by, by any means outside of the chance to get in a, a truly what i consider to be a and i'm going to use the kyle pitts hyperbole but a generational talent at offensive tackle in panay sewell um that said you did go get guys who can help you for sure parse if parsons can play up to snuff he can definitely improve now oh, that yeah. you've got 
two good corners. I mean, two good corners and a good linebacker can make your defense 20 or 25% better. And if the Cowboys give up 25% less points than they did last year, they're going to win a hell of a lot of games because the offense can click heavy with Dak in there. Questions will be, Will Dan Quinn is how much of it was was Nolan? Will Will Dan Quinn come in and like kind of get these guys rolling in such a way that they punch above their weight, like we've seen Cowboys defenses do in the past? Um, will Dak return to total form immediately? Will the line hold up in such a way, at least from a consistency standpoint? Because I think that was part of the problem too. It wasn't even just that our best players were were hurt. We couldn't even keep five of the same dudes out there week after week to like get any rhythm with each other and like get a feel for how to play with one another, which I think hurts everyone. Obviously like Dak can't get the protection he needs. Zeke can't find a hole. The couple games were like Zach was healthy and he was playing. Zeke could run behind him and he kicked a lot of ass. So I feel like if the, if we get some help from the, the injury gods, um, Zeke will, will plow some, some yards into the books and uh, Dak will come back out new ankle ready to rock. He's got weapons all over the field. He's got slutty Schultz. The return of mm. people are not people are heavily underrating the return of Starwin, which should be being treated like Derrick Rose when he came back from his first ACL tear. They should I didn't like understand people use people use the word generational talent, Paul Pitts, and not Blake Jarwin, and I was deeply offended by that. Yeah, I mean, I hope Blake Jarwin's deeply offended by that, and that he comes out and balls, and then every single game after the. Every single game, he has like four touchdowns. They're just like, "How are you doing this?" And he just looks at the camera, "Cop like, who?" And then just walks off every time. It's disrespectful. Starts just a unnecessary beef with it Kyle just Pitts. mentally breaks Kyle Pitts. Like he just slowly gives in to this to the Starwin treatment. He's just like, every time I'm going to catch a ball, I see Blake Jarwin in my head, and I drop it. He'll be. I guarantee that. Indeed. So, all in all, man, 2021 draft is in the books. Oh, yeah, what what grade would you give it, I should have asked? Yeah, I, I feel pretty similar. I think, look, they took 11 players in this draft, and they threw a lot of darts, most of them on the defensive side. I think overall, the talent of that defense. So, I I don't even know if a grade – I definitely give it a passing grade just for that because I think needs were addressed. So. You know, the only thing that scares me, I still think safety is going to be an absolute nightmare. But, you know, it what is do you what think is. is the gig with that man? Because it's a meme at this point. They just don't even. Well, apparently they we hear this every year. Like they, beyond value they don't safety. address uh, beyond. They don't address the safety position. They don't acknowledge the safety position. They act like it's not there. Like. I really don't know, man. I. I think they value it lower than we do, obviously, because me and you have been crying for a safety for years. But even then, that we hear all this stuff, they could have four in the second round, three safeties went off the board before them, and they could have traded up at any point. They had 11 picks. Chances are those 11 players are not making your team. You could have traded up one or two of those at any point and gone and taking whichever one of those three safeties was your favorite and fixed the position right there. If you had traded 99 and 84, so you're giving up Chauncey Golston and Nashawn Wright. Dude, you're right up there at the top of the third round. You could have easily gotten any of these guys. And then, you know, uh, I I mean, then maybe we kill them for not having a corner, but I don't know. It, it, It is strange to me, though. 
you know, I'd rather them address corner, obviously, than, than safety at the end of the day. But, man, I would love to have a baller safety. And I think there's plenty of teams. And I'll just say it again, Andy. I'll start it again. It happens every year. Dan Quinn's the D coordinator. There's a man named Earl. I think he's not doing anything right now. Hey. I'm still okay with it. I'm still okay with it. Okay, all I'm I've saying is I it. just pulled up a 2022 NFL mock draft. And they oh, have good. the fourth Let's overall pick. They have the fourth overall pick as Kyle Hamilton, safety, Notre Dame. He's a sophomore. He's 6'4", <laughs> 220. I want to Hamilton listen to this pod a next big, year. strong, fast safety who is the latest in a long line of freakishly athletic defensive backs to play the safety role. I'm sold. Give me Kyle Hamilton. All right, so let's tank this year to make sure we get a top five. And Mr. Hamilton will be wearing the star in, in 2022. They have us taking uh, – we're picking 20th, so better year Playoff than team. last year. Hey. And uh, we're taking Trey Burks, a wide receiver from Arkansas. Why? <laughs> I do not know, dude. I don't know why. We do why that. would we? Why in the world would we do that? Yeah. Okay. Well, sweet. But still, no. That's yeah. I mean, if that's the case, then I then it better be like our receivers turn out to be garbage and the defense balls. Cause I'll be pissed if we spend another fucking pick on a wide receiver. Well, I will say one more thing to leave with the draft. Um, Mike Parsons got a cute little kid up there and two, he's got a lot of swag, man. Like I, I just like the way the kid talks. I know he's got some locker room maturity issues and he apparently finds very homoerotic hazing stuff, uh, funny, but, um, as far as the player and, and, the general demeanor he had on draft night, man, gave me warm fuzzies. So, hell yeah. And let's just hope that, like, he comes in and, like, tank and, like, some of the older guys just, like, get him locked in. Let's bring back some hot boy shit, dude. And just, like, God. get it popping. New D coordinator. We can't blame uh, whoever the hell it was last year. I purged Mike him from Nolan. my memory. Ugh, God. McCarthy's guy. McCarthy's first strikeout as McCarthy's Mike guy. Fisher caught it. He's my yeah. guy. Let me tell you, yeah. when I was in my, my shed all offseason, relearning the game of football, one name was in my head. It was Mike Nolan. Cool, Mike. McCarthy. Destroyer of Packers and now destroyer of Cowboys. So, uh, But yeah, that is the 2021 NFL Draft. Um I'm sure we'll be back as we get into camp season to uh, hype you up about various Instagram clips we've seen of like some receiver catching a cool ball in t-shirt and shorts. Um, ben, anything to say before we get out of here? Uh, two things. One, this is a public service announcement to all Dallas Cowboys who are listening. Please don't get arrested this off season. Thank Just you. Take, yes. Take it easy. Let's, lose anybody before training camp even begins Something like a gun charge or some wild ass incident like let's just if, stay if, inside if y'all have to like if y'all wake up and you have to choose violence go beat the shit out of that kid that was the domestic mm-hmm. abuser that's on the team just go beat that kid's ass in the locker room and tell no one like just Amen. you know brotherhood yeah and if, if you do some parsons, shit if you and get, you- parsons if you have to haze someone haze that guy it, it, <laughs> And if you do some shit, then you need to follow a guy. 
just give me a call. I can probably hell yeah. Either I'll eat it or I'll find a guy. Don't worry. We got we got guys. We got guys. Welcome to Dallas. Us. So as always, guys, thank you so much for listening. Uh, if you like what you heard, feel free to give us a like, a little subscribe, a little rating on the iTunes. We like that. Uh, and welcome to all new Dallas Cowboys for another year of hype and heartbreak here in DFW. All glorious uh, as, 11 of you. Indeed. As always, I am Andy Gatelli. Benjamin T. Walker. This has been Boys Will Be Boys. Take it easy. Peace.